Back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast, episode 47. I'm one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you? Pretty good, Johnny Cakes. How's it going? Pretty good. It feels like we've been off for three weeks, and yet I think we just we just podcasted last Saturday, if I'm I know. remembering we owe correctly. Everyone, everyone an, an apology for the wait on The Sopranos. We're going to take care of it right now. Yes. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. I felt bad all week and guilty, uh, but it was just impossible. I had zero desire to do anything on Monday night after watching The Bachelorette. And uh, then I didn't hear from you, and I was like, okay, I'm guessing that you don't, you were kind of down for the count or not interested either. And then the whole week went by. <laughs> or you said something like, I can only go Friday, and that's it. And I was like, all right, I guess it's going to be Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. I could have, well, whatever. Oh, could you have gone on Monday? Oh yeah, I could have. Oh, I was. I think shame. I was waiting for you. <laughs> Next time, just text me because sometimes I'm like, uh, if I don't hear from Jeff, we're just not doing this. <laughs> we're not gonna do this tonight. You know, it's like Monday. I mean, Monday's a tough day. And mm. I was watching a two-hour Bachelorette. After that, just, no, just disregard for the fans. I know, I know. It's it's not for the fans. It's. Uh, it's a regard for my tiredness is what it is, not a disregard for anyone else. Okay. That's, that's what it is. Um, but we're here. We are here. And we want to talk Sopranos. Before we get into anything else, let's just jump into Sopranos, talk about episodes two and three of season two. Yes. And then eh, any final thoughts or anything like that, we can get them out of the way at the end. Okay. Capiche? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, you you will open up with uh, the episode title and uh, and and walk us through it. So we're season two. Um, I think we both gave our letter, our typical letter, or at least mine, an A for the the premiere. Yes. Um, so now we're getting into the heart of the matter <clears throat> of, and this is slowly becoming. I don't I don't know I don't know how you think of Soprano seasons. Um. I don't know if you have a favorite necessarily, but as I'm as I'm watching this, I'm like, wow, this is a good one already. Now you're talking about um, episode two. Do yes, that resuscitate. It, yes. So episode two, where um, uh, the director is Martin Brustile. I don't know who that is. Writers are Mitchell Burris and Robin Green and Frank Renzoli. They were kind of uh, they had a big hand in the first couple of seasons. Um, but this director, not not as much. Um, do not resuscitate. You have um, Tony visits Junior in uh, in jail, and it's a little it's pretty combative. He's Tony's kind of saying, you know, there's so many tragedies and the people near you, and uh, you know, uh, you're the last man standing kind of thing. And then you know, Junior's big thing is he wants him to make up with his mother, kind of. Yeah, it's odd, but Calm, go on. It is odd. Um, calm things down, and then you know, then he's going to send Bacala to see him. Um, right. <laughs> there's a protest at Mazarone Construction. Oh wait, uh, wait. Oh sorry. That's that scene where Tony, um, where he visits Junior. They're you know they're talking on the phone through the glass yeah. or whatever. I just love how Tony just slams the phone down on him. I just love that part, man. It's just so cruel. Like Junior's an old man sitting in prison, and Tony just abruptly ends the conversation and smashes the phone down. I did actually write that. I said, "See Bacala," and then then slash hangs up. You know, yeah. so yeah, there was it was definitely, and you know, we also, you know, he also said to Junior, he's like, "That old woman made an asshole out of you," because Junior was trying <laughs> to say that that Livia was Zubate at the time, and he's like, "Yeah." Um, you know, and she did. And, you know, I don't know if Junior's come to, the term, come to terms with this yet. And, I, you know, I, I certainly mentioned this before, and I was, I was going to be interested in how, how when I rewatched it. Because, you know, Junior and Tony were always so close throughout the, the series. 
you know, you really forget the animosity in season one because it was like so long ago. And it was, it, it's almost like they yada yada over this, you know, this, I mean, God, he tried to kill him, <laughs> you know? I know, like they never really, how do they not address that between them? I, I, Except that Tony does, Tony does say something about you and I both know. I, I he mentioned I forget God I forget the line, but it's something about he makes reference to how he heard conversations of them talking to each other. You know, Livia and, and Junior. He says that that's literally the the only time he makes reference to it. When was that? He said I think it might have been this episode. I remember he, he's. I, th- I feel like he says uh, something like, "Oh, I remember hearing conversations where she played you like a fucking fiddle, or something." He says. Oh and yeah, that's, that's it. That's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he mentioned the, the FBI tapes. Yes, and that's it. I, I don't think it's ever referred to again, and pretty amazing, really. Like, why did they gloss over that? Would Tony really have just brushed that under the rug? Uh, you know. Unless he look, you know, there, I mean, Tony was certainly uh, pragmatic about well, name your price, and if he just views this as business, and now he's basically taking all of Junior's income, and he's still letting Junior be the fall guy, you know, and maybe that's just enough. That's 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 you know. true. Yeah, but eventually Junior's out. Uh, you know, because yeah, even on some level, Tony was interested in you know he he helped him out a little bit with money for the lawyers. Um, and, and that kind of thing. So he definitely, he was like a lightning rod. I get it. He was kind of keeping him in place. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I always kind of wondered about that, but you know, and obviously the show wouldn't be any good without junior. I mean, it would have been less. So, you know, obviously they're going to keep him around. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out, but I mean, maybe this is, maybe it's just over for now. <laughs> and that was it. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. They just they move on. All right. So All right. Uh, I, I, I yada yada over that scene the way they yada yada over. You did. The forgiveness. I was like, you forgot about where he hangs the fucking phone up on him. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I even wrote it. I'm like, you yeah. know, I'm looking. I got, you know, I got like five pages. So I, I, I'm trying to get to it. Um, so the, the, so there's a there's a protest at Mazarone. It's. Um, it's some reverend, and then his father, who was a World War II veteran. His father, by the way, was Chalky from The Color of Money. Is my, that's my <laughs> is that who that was? I recognize my, him. Yeah, that's my favorite other role of the role for that guy. Um, <laughs> and they're um, yeah, they're complaining about there's no, I guess, no black jobs on the site. Um, you know, no more protests or some some kind of thing. Just you know they. They need some opportunities here, and they couch it with some veterans. That's why he brought his dad up, and then, you know, Mazarone is pissed, and I guess he he gets on the horn to, to Tony or whatever, or he needs to get yeah. it fixed. Um, we go to Livia. She's in the hospital, and uh, there are some gems here. Uh, yes, Janet, there Jan- are. Janice comes to see her, and she... Gives her a kiss and she's like, "Ah, oh, my daughter from California. Oh, <laughs> you reek of cigarettes." <laughs> and it's she just, is just fantastic. It's, it really is, and it's just you know, yeah, you're not going to get anything by her. Uh, it's, it's just so great. Uh, before before she comes in, she's talking to the nurse and she's like, "Can you get me some, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, vanilla pudding or ice cream or something else." How can they expect me to eat this tapioca? <laughs> she's she's so nice to the uh, to the nurses though, and to Janice, she's like a devil. Then uh, um, she, you know, she kind of uh, I I forget how the conversation started, but I just wrote down what Olivia said. She's like, "You could never stand it here. You could never stand yourself." <laughs> and, and oh, I know, God. And then. Uh, She's like, just open the window, just push me out. <laughs> <laughs> Some someday, children of your own. Someday you'll have children of your own, and I hope they don't treat you like this. I gave you my life on a silver platter, and then, of course, Olivia cuts to the heart of it. You're here for the house. She knows it. Um, you know, and then 
Janice is talking about making a self-help video, or that's why she hasn't been around or something. Uh, Open the window. Push me <laughs> out. You're here because you want to take my house. <laughs> and I think this is the first, that's the first silver platter line, right? Or no, is that the second? The, fir- she the first one this season. Yeah, she Got said it. that before. Okay. Yeah, I know. Right. We, we definitely touched on that. I love that phrase. Um, but, oh, God, just so, so much fun. What a great scene. Yeah, did we miss when Tony uh, yells at Janice before she goes to see Livia? Because he he he, find, he he saw that she took all the real estate signs. And he's like, she's got balls. And then I think he's like, take that piece of shit and park it in the fucking street. He's talking about that junk the junker that she's driving. Yeah. So many great lines in this. I movie. don't know. Yeah, you're right. It might have been right before this. Yeah, uh, it's before she's going to the hospital. And then she takes off and goes to see Livia. And he's like... Yeah, he's watering the, the the driveway for some reason. And yeah. Yes. What is he doing? What is that? Do you, you don't water your driveway? Um. Uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> Me neither. I don't think you have to where he lives, for God's sakes. All those driveways look clean. Yeah, they're all blacktop. They look. They're beautiful. Beautiful home. Um. <laughs> Pussy. So now, uh, Pussy's getting steroid shots, and he's all. He's all under, you know. Wait a minute. What? You're missing. You're missing. What? You miss when Bacala goes to see Junior. All right. I mean, uh, I mean, um, he goes to see uh, Tony. Okay, I'll get. And all right, go ahead. I didn't know if yeah, I didn't know if this was first or last. I can't read my notes. So he's like, oh, "Oh, don't worry about it. So, so Tony, so Bacala comes into uh, Satrials, and they're like in the the you know the meat cutting part of it. And um, they're all sitting there, and he comes in, you know, big fatso, and he's like, you know, tell – so Tony says to him – at one point he says, that bald fuck who calls himself my father's brother. <laughs> like, I guess this is, an, <laughs> this is an insult or something. I um, guess so. And he's laying the parameters. So he's – you know, Junior gets 5% of his shy, um, the coke and the joint fitters, and, like, he gets a rest, and uh, – you know, he's berating him and, and uh, you know, uh, Bacala just kind of takes it and then he makes a very big mistake before he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, to the victor belong the spoils. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tony says, why don't you shove that quotation book he up goes, your fat why don't fucking you get ass? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, why don't you get the fuck out of here before I shove your quotations book up your fat fucking ass? <laughs> One of the all-time greats. I had a Sopranos CD back when I was buying CDs. It was, I think, it was like uh, songs from season two and three. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they had maybe like a five-minute montage of quotes, and that one, that one made oh, the was list. It? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's great. So good. Um, all right, so I, I'm not even sure of of. No, you're good. So Pussy goes to get a back in. Okay. So then uh, Skip, I think this is the first time we see Skip. Skip picks him up, and it sounds like, you know, he's, he's had his hooks in pussy for a while now, at least a couple years. Uh, he wants to start seeing results. I don't know how Skip doesn't know that pussy hasn't been back involved with the guys. Like, because pussy's been, he was at Satrials on this port. He was definitely right. at, the Bing, at, at the Bing a few times. Um I, they're they're not they're just taking pussy's word on everything. They're not watching him. Being yeah, like Skip, Skip's not tailing him at all. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm, kinda, that's I don't even know how he gets away with that. But <clears throat> uh, so he wants results and whatever. So I guess pussy's feeling a little pressure here. Um, <laughs> just we a had bit. <laughs> we had to uh, the judges' chambers uh, with Junior and um, Mel, his lawyer. Yeah, who, who was of course the wheelchair salesman in Seinfeld. Yes, yes, <laughs> he was. <laughs> and um, you know the the the, uh, the prosecutors want uh, they don't want house arrest. They want them to stay incarcerated. So then they argue for house arrest. And you know, at one point they call him a mafioso, and Mel's like, you know, I'm offended by this. And uh, yeah, he's had no arrests since 1968. And, uh, you know, 
so they agree to house arrest, but then they bring up the bracelet, and then Junior says it sounds like Nazi Germany to me, and then the, the Jewish judge is not too thrilled about it, and Mel tries to uh, calm everything down, but then it's like, yeah, you're you're wearing the bracelet. Yeah, Junior didn't play that hand very well. That no. was that was a poorly timed comment. And boy, if 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 the writers of this show only could fast forward to 2019. Where every day, every other person is a Nazi. The president's a Nazi. There's concentration camps along the border. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we've gone overboard with the Nazis. Yeah, just just a bit. The just Nazi a bit. insults. Uh, at no. least you know they handled it appropriately on the on the on the Mafia Oso show from 1999. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was handled correctly. <laughs> um, hold on a second. World War II vet. Oh, okay. Tony goes. Yeah. Tony goes to see um, an the Reverend uh, Chalky. Chalky. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, the Reverend, whatever his name is. Reverend um, Chalky. Reverend Chalky, the, the World War II vet. Um, and the the only thing I took away from this, so so Tony's there to see his his son. He Tony picks up right away that this guy has no idea what his son is into. Um, right. So he doesn't really bring it up and he just kind of tossed him. You know, Tony was always kind of interested in uh, history certainly the History and, Channel, World yeah. War Two. And so there's, you know, there's th- this is respectful of Tony to kind of, you know, it is. I just was I wrote down, like, what was the point of this scene? I, I think the point of the like scene filler. was when when Reverend's father says, Talking about a Bible quote about Moses part of the Red Sea. Uh, never part under- of the Red Sea. Never praise Jesus. <laughs> did he say it like that? He did. He said uh, part of the Red Sea. Praise, praise something. I uh, don't did know. He? Never underestimate yeah. man's desire to be free. So yes. I think that's the whole point of this scene. What? So it's about race. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't even think it's just race. I just think it's everybody free of. You know, free of junior, uh, free of your okay. mother. <laughs> you know, right. we could go on. I get on. it. I read <clears throat> Steppenwall's review, and I, I, I was like, I don't get the point of this. But um, okay. What did Steppenwall cool. say? I forget. Nothing. He said something about it's kind of just one of their, the few dalliances that they have with racial topics, and and how there's just a lot of. Uh, uh, jumbled history between the Italian Americans and the African Americans, and uh, that's you right. know it's depicted well on on The Sopranos in terms of you know the the at least the Italians the, the Italian immigrants at least were able to say they were white, you know, whereas an African uh, immigrant and not even really immigrants, right? Um, but as a, an African, you know, they can't say that, so they're even more oppressed than the Italian immigrants, and okay. so it's just going on and on about that. And, yeah, I just didn't get the point of the – I didn't get the, the whole point of the, the storyline, truthfully, other than to just say, oh, yeah, you have people that are in positions like this that are, that are involved with the mob also. Uh, yeah, I think it could be that simple. Um, I, you know, everyone's full of shit. Uh, yeah. I, I think Sepinwall said too where it's everyone is playing both ends against the middle. Uh, yes. you know, ultimately really, uh, you can, you can be part of a group. You can be part, uh, you can be an African American, you can be an Italian American, but when push comes to shove, all you really, most people give a shit about is their own wallet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you see that all over the place on this show. Yeah. Um, but okay. All right. Next scene. Doctor's office. Uh, this is junior. Um, and I guess uh, with Tony, and <laughs> Tony calls Bacala. Oh, all right. The scene opens. Tony is messing with. I don't know what this means. Maybe you can explain. Tony's messing with like that little uh, that three D puzzle of a heart or whatever it would be. That, yeah. The heart display and and Junior's like, don't break that. And uh, I don't know if that means something. It probably does, but I, I couldn't figure it, it out. It probably does, but yeah, I don't think I could get it either. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with Livia. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, so now, 
so they talk about the, the situation or Bakawal. They, they spoke and Tony calls him a calzone with legs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Good comparison. Junior says, all right, you got to make peace with your mother. And, you know, she's dead to me. And then Junior says, and the guy at Green Grove, Capuano, is spreading rumors, you know, that you tried to kill your mother and all this stuff. So he calls him a hairpiece fuck. Hairpiece fuck. That's right. He says, Dad, hairpiece fuck. How did I not write that down? <laughs> I jotted it down. I was Thank like, you. I got to remember this. Yes. <laughs> that is so good. Uh, it, uh, and then they, you know, so then they, they kind of leave there. Um, we're at uh, Tony's house for dinner. Um, Ma's, Ma, there's there's a lot of Ma talk with I forget with who. Help me out here. Uh, well, Janice, Janice is there, and um, she can't seem to stop talking about the that's mother. That's what it was. Even Thank though you. Tony's asked her like fifty, not asked her, he's told her he doesn't want to hear her mentioned in his house, and Janice can't help but push the fucking buttons. Always. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot what happened there. Well, Janice called Livia a narcissist. And it's funny because when I was reading Seppenwall's review, he said that there was, you know, it was a, the episode, there's a lot of irony in the episode. And Pot calling the kettle black, I think is how he, how he phrased it. And I jotted that down in my notes too as I watch it. It's how ironic that Janice is calling Livia a narcissist. Oh, my God. All she, all she cares about is herself and her own gains. She's a soprano. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all. Yep. That's pretty much all that happened there, right? Um, well, except that AJ asked, the, you know, proposed a classic joke of what does one prick say to another prick? But then you don't get to hear the, the punchline. We don't get the punchline. Yeah, I did write that down and I forgot. It really pissed me off. I forgot to look up the punchline. We'll figure it out. That had to be one of his top ten moments besides <laughs> no fucking ZD. Like, no fucking ZD's got to be number one. Yeah. And what does one prick say to another prick? <laughs> or when he calls Nietzsche, Nietzsche. Uh, that's coming up, I think, this season. <laughs> Nobbly dobbly. Nobbly dobbly. Are we Nobbly dobbly or something? <laughs> uh, uh, fart knocker. Didn't he call someone a fart knocker? He did, yeah, season one when he got in the yeah. fight with his old best friend. Yeah. Right. He's got some good lines. Um, we, we, uh, we, next scene is Meadow driving Janice in a car and she misses a stop sign. I never yes. knew. I never knew there was all these clues of Meadows bad driving. Uh, I know they foreshadowed it early on. They really did. Um, Janice is defending that pot should be legal. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, they ask about her grandmother. What? Uh, what is she into? Meadows like, what is <laughs> she one into? Of my lines. I don't know. Negativity. <laughs> yes, that's. I jotted that down to put. Ha ha. That's such a, an amazing line. <laughs> And, you know, just God, the, the little details and it, it, it's so easy to miss all this stuff, especially when you first watch this. Yeah. Like it, it's it's almost it, I, I feel bad for for TV writers in a way because, you know, we know they agonize over this. If it's a good TV show, they're agonizing over what are we saying in this scene? Like, why would they even go through the trouble of filming these actors in a car and you got cameras on each side of the car. Like if you think of it in those terms, like this is a just this two minute scene is such an undertaking. You know, but what's the point of it? But it's just that you know, just that great line. Everyone knows she's negative. I love the yeah. part. I love the part where Janice is like, you know, of course she liked the Castro sisters because the Andrews sisters will be too easy. Like you know, there's right. <laughs> the whole world. You know, it's like I don't like yeah, I don't like the Beatles. I like the uh, Dave Clark Five. Yeah, exactly. Um, she had to be difficult. So great, but it's just it's a perfect yeah perfect synopsis of of, of Livia, the DeCastro sisters. Yeah, they build they build the characters, uh, especially the main characters, well, you know, and even in scenes where those characters weren't there. Yes, you just have these two talking about her, and yeah, they're just kind of building the whole narrative about Livia. But good good observation. Um, Junior is in a doctor's office with Bacala, and. Uh, Mazarone comes in and leaves an envelope. I guess, you know, they're going to get a couple of guys to get rid of these protesters. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Junior's joke? Oh, the Chinaman joke? Yeah. I forget how it goes. I just remember it's a joke about a Chinaman. 
I'm sure it's uh, politically correct. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The, Is it the cataract? Yeah, cataract. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, no, I, th- I think my favorite part of the scene was how Junior, he didn't like the way that he looked on the news. I thought that was hilarious. They always, they, they, throughout the series, that was like a joke, an ongoing joke. He always looked like a weirdo in the drawings. <laughs> the, yeah, that was the best of the, 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 the courts, <laughs> the court drawer. His glasses, yeah. they look, they're like enormous. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, how about when Master Rome brings a payoff? It's like, could they, couldn't they? could they have been a little more conspicuous? I know. Like, a, I mean, God. Some random guy comes in and sits down and just, no. Passes a magazine and then leaves. <laughs> Bobby just puts it right in his shirt. <laughs> I know. It's I don't know. It's guys are just sitting. I guess what are those old guys gonna do? They're not gonna say anything. No, no, they don't. Yeah, they, we can't figure out the one guy can see them at all in his big sunglasses. Um, oh but, yeah, that guy. <clears throat> so you know, uh, Junior's still, uh, you know, he's still conducting business. Yes. Now, now we're back to the hospital. There's uh, Pavarotti playing, and Livia is kind of like waking up to this. And uh, this is probably the nicest moment that she has with Janice in the series, where they actually, you know, kind of they're, you know, Janice is trying to connect and they're holding hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a little, uh, you know, falling of the relationship here. And then um, you see Janice in the car with the. Mother and Child Reunion, uh, the Paul Simon song, which, and then I think Seppenwall said that was more for Tony. Yes. Where I just thought it was more for Janice. My, yeah, I don't know my... why he took it in that direction. I mean, Janice clearly was rejected by Livia, just like Tony was, suffered the same way, which is why they're both fucked up. You know, that, that was her moment, really. Well, yeah, like, what, what, what do you put the percentages at of... How much is Janice just want to manipulate her mother to get her house versus she does want to connect with her mother a little bit? Is it 50 50? Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough call. Um, I think I, she's got that soprano gene, that schemer gene. You know, I, don't, I think that she wouldn't be like that as much if her mother had paid any attention to oh, her, sure. kind of given her what she needed, right? Of course. But I, I think there's I, I I I took this scene as genuine, and something that they both, you know, they're both horrible people. <laughs> Let's face it. So, yeah. But I think this was a moment for both of them where they were. It was genuine. You know, they do love each other. Yeah, for, it's about the only nice moment, really. Right. Um. Tony meets Bacala. Uh, yeah. First thing he says to him is, "You should, you should." You should seriously consider salads. Yes. Um, don't lean on my... Get off my car before you flip it over, you fat fuck. <laughs> uh. He tells him to do something. Uh, I guess he, uh, he tells him to go with, uh, you know, with all the guys down the construction site and consider it exercise. Yeah. <laughs> and then we finally see that Bobby is like, you know, has a little bit of... Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's got some spark. Yeah, a little bit of spark. You know, look in the mirror sometimes, and he spits at him. And he says, "You, would, why don't you look in the mirror sometimes? You would sensitive cocksucker." It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just <laughs> insensitive cocksucker. That's just great. I love all these. I just love all these people. Yes, um, great lines. Yeah. Um. Th- then uh, I guess it's back to dinner. It cuts right to a salad. <laughs> Karma was making her. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, Janice is late for dinner. Late for dinner. And then she like, you know, Tony's yelling at her, you know, when we eat, if you don't, you can't be there on time. And you can't eat. And she's like, don't send me to bed. The, the hungry daddy. Um, yeah. Well, I made a note that he really makes some odd, crude comments to her during this meal in front of the kids. Something about. You don't eat pork or not in that way, he said. Yeah. Like, no, hold real, on. Like, why would you? All right, go ahead. Another AJ moment. That, another great AJ moment. He's like, ah, I know what that means. Ah, you're right. <laughs> like, why would you talk that way to your sister in front of your kids? Yeah. I don't why know. would you talk that way to your sister at all? But, you know, that's a whole other story. I mean, you know, 
gathering this information. Apparently, Janice was a huge blowjob queen of Newark. It sounds that way. That's going to be the next sequel or next uh, prequel to Sopranos. Yeah. About her, her, uh, some of her adventures under the bleachers. Yes. <laughs> uh, Meadow got her license somehow. Um, yeah. And then she, and then I guess, I guess Janice says something about nursing home. And then Tony gets another opportunity to say it's a retirement community. Or how's right. she, how she going to pay for the nursing home? And he's like, it's a retirement community. And then he makes a, he makes a BJ motion with his cigar or a cigar smoke. And that's when they're yes. outside after dinner. Yeah. Well, and, and I think Janice made a good point because he keeps going on about selling the house. She's like, yo, that's, that's our mother's house. Like he can say what he wants. That is, that's her house. It's her, it's her decision to sell it or not sell it. Not his. Yes. He's being a prick. No, he, I get it. His mom tried to have him killed. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, she's an old woman. That's her house. I mean, these are special circumstances. Obviously, this is old school male-female mentality. And then you mix yeah. you mix in their mobsters. So there's even more of it. So, yeah, you know, he stayed there. He's in charge of everything. You know, uh, Janice needs to just sit back. Or that's what he thinks. I don't know. It was like the one of the only times I sided with Janice, but I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, she's kind of right. You know, he needs to stop going on and on about it. Yeah. But, you know, he, he, he relented eventually. Um, they're at the construction site and uh, Chip and Dale see Tony in the car and they go up and they want to say hi to him. And then he yeah. almost, almost runs him over. Um, uh, Matt, I can't do anything right, Matt. And uh, whatever that other moron's name is. Yeah. Um, Livia, hold on. Are they okay? They're at dinner, right? Uh, well, hang on. Okay. So that's at the rally. Yeah. The the two dummies come up, and you know, so Tony says, "What the fuck?" And they, the, the one idiot says, "Now we look like jerk offs," and then they show Christopher getting into it with some of the black protesters, and they're like, "Somebody calls him a motherfucker." He's like, "Well, keep your mother off the street, and maybe I won't fuck her." And then they have, like, a cheesy brawl, you yeah. know. But it was kind of funny. Um, I just like Christopher's line. Did you? <laughs> I th- yeah, I, I liked it because it was so simple and stupid. Yes. Don't you get it? That, like, the, that, you know what I mean. That it was, It's a yeah. horrible comeback. Right. It's like, yeah. I, don't, I, never, under, I never understood the, the, uh, like, the insults. Like, you know, if someone said, your mom. Remember growing up? Your yeah. mom was like a big thing. Like, oh yeah, it said, was huge. Like your mom, like all right, like who fucking cares? I never got that. And then especially it's when either... you factor in my mom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it made even more sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. People didn't know really what what they were saying. No. That was complete agreement. <laughs> um, some people also say, uh, "Ah, your sister's ass." You know, that's another one. Yeah, it's... that is another one. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Christopher just, to me, Christopher had some great lines. I mean, and they were, he had a lot of corny jokes. Like, I remember uh, when, in future episode, Adriana's got diarrhea or something. He says, oh, my smelly Valentine. <laughs> but they were always, like, funny lines. They're stupid, but they make me laugh. Yeah. Um, every time. I guess it's his delivery. Like, Michael Imperioli, the man who now looks like someone's grandmother, mm-hmm. um, he, he just, had, he was a great actor. Absolutely, I love. I loved his character. Uh, I all right. I don't understand my notes here. Livia says Green Grove is okay. Somehow now yes. she's de- she's defending this place. I know. Uh, she's uh, she tells like the nurses or, or tells her, the nurse of Janice to stop hovering over her. And now this is what I do. nags him to the DNR in the house. Oh. So Janice is trying well, to get Livia to decide on what the DNR is going to be and to move back to the house. That's what it is. And then yes. that's what Livia is saying. I like it. I like it here, which, which is great. I mean, how does that happen all of a sudden? Well, well, she is this where she starts coughing on the cookie? Her cough is – or she's choking. Her cough just sounded funny to me. I don't know. It didn't sound real. And then 
she says, Livia says, why do they make cookies that way? Like, what what way were these cookies made that caused her to choke? Like, aren't all cookies pretty much usually a round or square shape? And What is she talking about? That's true. I forgot that. Yeah, I don't know. It's perfect, though. <laughs> why do they make cookies that way? Even the cookie makers have done her wrong. Oh, she's so great. Makers. So yeah. great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, and the next major scene I mean like I don't know if we need to do every scene because I think I missed one but uh, the, ah, that's all right. you know I guess Janice was talking about the, the DNR with Tony or or the will or who knows what but then the kids visit Livia and now um, uh, Meadow goes to see Hunter who pretended to be suicidal or something and so now AJ's in there by himself with Livia, and then he's talking to her. So this is great on so many levels. He's talking to her about the DNR, but he thinks it's called DNA. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's like, uh, he's learning about school. He's trying to get to the bottom of it. And long story short, so now when Janice comes by, you know, Livia says to her, oh, now what do you hear? So you cannot resuscitate me? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, and then Livia now talking about playing somebody perfectly. She's like, I'm leaving all my money to, to the nurse, she says. And then, you know, Livia acts a little, uh, she's like, a little like, oh, where did I hide that money? And ja- uh-huh. and, and, you know. Janice says something about you th- you threw it away or you know what, what money you're talking about and Livia makes a point to say you threw away the name I gave you too and and uh, you know but now Janice just falls for this hook line and sinker about yep the money and this recalls this for me this is my one of my favorite Tony lines from I forget what season where he, he knocks Olivia's door and Janice is like in the basement and he yells at Tony yells at Janice. He's like, "Okay, Janice, keep looking, keep looking for the lost Dutchman's gold." The lost Dutchman's gold, whatever the fuck that means, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know either, but I love it. I guess that that must be something from old like TV or I, I don't know some history sto- historical uh, <laughs> tale that he's he knows of. But that was uh, that's what that reminded me of. I love it. Um, and then oh, so now as as Janice is as Livia is droning on now about this, and she's getting, you know, complaining about her changing her name and all this stuff. Janice fantasizes about Livia getting thrown down the stairs with that emergency yes. sign. That's um, hilarious! It really was. Um, then uh, Junior falls in the shower. Then you know we, we'll get back to this later. Um, Chalky died, and then. Tony comes over and he, you know he's, he goes to the house and he realizes it's, it's like a wake and he said to uh, he said to the reverend he's like oh I was just talking to him which have you ever heard that Carlin bit George, George Carlin about death I probably have if it if it's like famously quoted it, I'm sure I have it's such a great one where it's like when people die and they're like oh, I was just talking to him. Like, was yes, that, was, yeah, that was, I've heard this. was that supposed to stop the death or maybe you were, you were the cause <laughs> of it? Like, what does that matter when you were just talking to him? People always say it though. He's so right. It is. It's such a, it's such a, yeah. I just saw her yesterday. You know, uh, when you think about the leftovers or you think about this, when you think about really any show or anything in life, we're just, I mean, you know, religion, everything, we're all. None of us know what's happened. We're all consumed with death. We can't get it. We can never figure it out. We just say these dumb things. I was just talking to somebody. Like we, no one is. No one can come to grips with death. No, it's all a big nothing. It is. That's well, all I know. That's true. <laughs> um, Tony. Tony says about his mom. Yeah, you know about they were talking about the old people. You know, now we're the old people. The old people are dying. He's like, my mom's too miserable to die. Who like that line? Uh, I can. Yeah. I can relate to that one. Um, <laughs> yes, you sure can. I sure can. Uh, Holy shit! You know they feel they feel funny being an elder. Uh, T gives him his money, and then they haggle over the no-show job. So Mazarone is in on this. The Reverend's in on this. Tony's in on this. Um, but you know they're the only ones that the Reverend's in on this. And then the Reverend wants three out of the five no-show jobs, and you know they're debating on how they're going to split it up. Right. Um, Livia calls Carmela, 
and you know she's like i know johnny's at work and and i'll leave my money to you and the kids uh she's like janice is a smoke in the grass and yeah snake in the grass what is she talk? what is this all her big act this this dementia bullshit it is right well this johnny's at work you know I mean, I mean, on some level, she's, yeah, so there's the dementia, and then I think she wants to, I think she likes, I think in a way she wants to torture Janice, <laughs> like, let her, like, like. Oh, she does. Like, she's tricking Janice into putting, bringing her back to her own house, and then she knows Janice is going to search for money all over the place, but I think Olivia definitely wants to get back to that house, wants to punish Janice a little bit, certainly wants to. I think she wants to get back with Tony or figure that out. Maybe I don't know. I guess I don't know, but she when she calls and she makes references to her husband still being alive, it's all just bullshit. Yeah, it is. You know, it's funny that she thinks that it works or that it would work because she seems smarter than that. Hmm. Because you know, Carmel doesn't buy any of her nonsense. No. Carmel's like, all your children, they're all unhappy. Yes. Hangs up, hangs up on her. A lot of hang-ups on this episode. There are. Well, hey, these old people deserve to be hung up on. Uh, Tony goes to Junior's house. They're going to take him to the hospital. He doesn't want an ambulance. So then Tony picks him up kind of like a bride. And uh, funny line here, he's like, do you want a piggyback? Because <laughs> he, he didn't <laughs> like that. And then Junior's yeah. like, you got to make peace. And uh, uh-huh. and the episode ends. Yeah, I don't understand why it's so important to him that Tony make peace with Livia. I think it's just the 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 perceptions, the 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 putting on the face. Yeah, you know, even though I, everything's got to be okay with the family. It, it's like you know, fast forward to to uh, who was it? Um, uh, you know, Vito and Christopher. Had to have like a public reconciliation. Benny and Artie, you know, we all know it's like <laughs> we all know this is the exact opposite of what's really happening, and it's just yeah. like the the charade that everyone goes through. Yeah, or when Christopher thought that Tony fucked uh, Adriana. Oh yes, and that they had one. To all go to dinner. They together. all go to dinner. Oh, so they, since they all they all dinner, that means Tony didn't fuck her. Right, <laughs> or Christopher's fine with it. <laughs> so if mean, he's fine with it, you got to be fine with it. Yeah, I'll always be Joe Jerkoff. Yeah. Yes, Joe Jerkoff. So, uh, what was your grade for this episode? I gave it a B. Yeah, I was a B minus. Yeah, I wasn't gonna go C territory, but it, you know, it was okay. Uh, certainly, some funny lines. I mean, I think we rattled them all off. But in terms of moving the story along, I guess it 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 started to tell some of the narrative. You know, it started off the Janice narrative with Livia and the money, but. I don't know. It's kind of weak. This was, yeah, this was a move it along episode, and and you know that hey, we have that, we have that reverend storyline. Let's shoehorn that in here. Yeah, yeah. This is where it would piss you off. I mean, this is the second episode of season two. Like you come in, episode one was really strong, and then I would I remember, and this was back when it was week, week to week. You know, it doesn't impact me now. I'm watch. I can watch as many as I want in a row. But back then, you're like. Oh, Sopranos is on tonight. This is great. And then it's you get this episode. You're like, what the fuck? You know, what is this? Sopranos. Sopranos is one of now uh, the first like cable shows because I I definitely did this as a kid. Like like I knew, you know, I knew when the Dukes of Hazard was about to end. Like I, I understood the commercial breaks and when they came. You know, there was a big, oh, yeah. big ones at the half hour. Uh, so I kind of knew when the show was ending, but. Sopranos was one of the first shows I remember really looking at the clock and I, I can't remember if it came on it. I think it came on at 9 p.m. And when it was like 945, you're like, oh, shit, there's only 15 minutes left. Like, yes. And, and, you know, from the very beginning of this show, you were like, yeah, it was uh, you were all in. And then you couldn't wait for these next, you know, the next episodes. And but these placeholders are, you know, these placeholders, quote unquote, are necessary. Well, there, you know, they there are definite pieces in there that that help build the story arc. I get it. It's just you wish it was a little bit better. I mean, they had a whole they, they had fifty five minutes there, 
or 57 well, minutes or whatever it was to play with. I mean, come on. Well, here's in, you know, I'm sure we're going to get into this in the future seasons, but looking back on it now and how we just watched it, uh, you know, B minus, I agree. I was a B. You could convince me of B minus. Sure. But we're still enjoying this world. And now we're so, you know, we're so, uh, you know, ingrained with these characters and these people that like every minute we spend with them is all good. So, uh, yes. you know, it's, I mean, do you look at it that critically this episode or is it? Um, no, I'm, I'm hearkening back to when I watched it the first time thinking this is not one of my favorite episodes and now I have to wait seven days until I get another one. Yeah. Now, now you're right. I mean, now I know the story so well now it's just, you know, I'm watching it and I'm, I'm really just enjoying uh, some of the dialogue and certainly look, every scene with Nancy Marshan was amazing. So you get a lot of good stuff here. Like, why do they make cookies that way and all that? I was just chuckling the whole time as I was taking notes. And no, it's not that. It's just I can't grade it above a B minus. I mean, B is fine, but, you know, it's no better than that for me. There's too many other great episodes. There was no chance that that the writers back then were thinking that, all right, in 20 years, you know, this, you know, it's going to be viewed differently this episode. But, you know. But now, just just as a as a piece of of this show, like I, it, that's why it's going to be, even Columbus Day. I don't know if I'm going below a C. Like I, I like even that works for me because it's all it's it's still it's still an hour of this show, and well, since there won't be any more new hours, you know, I, I they're all sacred to me at this point. Well, when all is said and done, I would love to um, go through it. I hate making lists, but we'll talk about some of the worst episodes and some of the best episodes, I think. Um, and, you know, there are a few that just pop out at me. This this being probably somewhere on the list uh, is one of the worst episodes. Um, you know, the one with the old bag that Tony's dad used to date that sang the Mr. President song. That was one of my least favorite episodes. Mm. And... Um, Oh, God. At Columbus Day. Jesus. Columbus Day is just another catastrophe. But, yeah, this one's not one of my favorites. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you still gave it a B minus. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a B minus. I mean, it's still, look, it's Sopranos. Yeah. It can only be so bad. Um, is that all it? Right. Any, anything else we have to say That's for it. this one? Okay. Now, let's move on to the next episode. All right. Episode three Toodle Fucking New. Uh, written by Frank Renzoli, he's back, and directed by Lee Tamabori. Um, okay. I think it's a Japanese guy. Yeah. Tamahori. I I looked him up. I forget what he what he did now, but you know, it wasn't significant enough for me to write it down. So. But I think yeah, no, he was. I think he did more is... movies, and he was he did some Oscar stuff, I think, or or some bigger movies. You know, it's funny. I think that. Um... Sippenwall said that this wasn't really a great episode, which, God, I really disagree with. I tell you, my recent um, – the recent Sippenwall chapters I'm not, like, thrilled with. They're too short. No. They're, they're, they're too short. Um, Very succinct he was on these, these first couple episodes of this season, I will say. Yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah I'm, not, I'm not as thrilled with it as I thought I'd be you know, going through everything. Um, yeah, this guy, Yeah, I thought this great episode, this one. Yeah, this was, um, uh, yeah, good, great stuff with Janice. And of course we have, we have our Richie, um, <clears throat> and Meadow too. Good Meadow stuff in here. I think. Yes. God, this hits home for, <laughs> for me, for you more than <laughs> me and uh, me eventually. Yeah. Uh, my my daughter is enjoying her senior summer, and and uh, yeah, it's you get a lot of tood. Oh my god, I, it, it, oh, man. it's it's so it's beyond that. It's it's just all perplexing. Uh, I you know we uh, as you can imagine, I'm I'm not that much of the stuff I break balls about is the opposite of what you would expect. Like you okay. Know, like her friends have been in the basement and there's, you know, there's been some drinking. They've left some 
remnants of bottles around. Right. But I'm mostly upset that they didn't put the cover back on the pool table and recline my seat. Okay. Back, back to its original position. That, that, Reasonable. That's that's where I when I come down to the basement. That's all I see. I'm like, <laughs> all right, bottles. I mean, I, you know, I'm assuming my daughter's drinking at some point. She's a fucking senior in high school. Right. I mean, I didn't. I was everyone dead. Really? Now I really didn't. I don't believe that. No, I didn't. No. No. Now my our high was it? Our high school was was spread out. Everybody was from everywhere. You know, I I would have to be essentially drunk driving a half an hour to get home if I went to a party like in Cherry Hill or something and I wasn't going to do that and mm. you know I had a girlfriend I was like you know I don't know oh alright well good for you yeah I, I probably had a few drinks I, I know I definitely did I think most seniors probably do um yeah I was spread out too but if it, I, well, I don't think I was drunk driving no but I mean but if anything I'm um, you know I'm not glad cl- Chloe's drinking, but I'm, you know, at least she's getting a little bit of experience. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't believe this. So one night, so she was at one of her friends, you know, everyone's having graduation parties, obviously. So she's right. at her one friend's and she's not texting us and we can't get answers. And like, yeah. you know, I, I left somewhere early and I like, you know, I found where she was and I said, let me come, I'll bring you home or whatever. And then she's like, well, hold on. I said, well, you know, let me see you come out and, and at least see me. She comes out and she's very drunk. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, she's like telling me she loves me. And she's crying. Oh it's just like the whole, the whole nine yards. So now oh, she was really tanked. Oh yeah. And okay. <clears throat> so like, I, you know, that was like the day after I, I, I posted on Facebook about her, uh, her graduating. And she's like, I can't, you know, I'm, I couldn't even read your post because I love you so much. <laughs> like, it was really, it was a nice post. Well, it was just, it was really funny how she, you know, like this comically, you know, she was like yes. she was like Dean Martin. Um, right, she's breaking down. So we get home and it's like you know I don't know it's two in the morning and then of course Melinda's like panicking. She's like, "What if she has alcohol poisoning?" And I'm like, "Now that uh. that didn't enter my mind in the slightest," but. But then her friends were telling me, all right, she did drink a lot of like Southern Comfort. And so now I'm sitting there and I'm like, right. So now I'm sitting there and I'm like, shit, I don't I don't know. I don't know anything about alcohol poisoning. I've never, you know, I've drank a lot, but I've never to that point. I'm like, God, this is this was our first time with Southern Comfort. Like this could be a real disaster. So now I basically I sleep in her room. I'm like keeping her on her side. Now I'm worried about like, you know, what's her name from Breaking Bad? Like, I don't want her to, you know. Oh, yeah, Jane. Right, Jane. I, I don't want her to vomit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this comes to the whole thing. And right. so meanwhile, the night I, I, you know, I fall asleep and I'm like checking on her throughout the night. And and then and it's like, I don't know, seven or eight in the morning waking up and then she wakes up and and she just kind of just, just grabs her phone and she gets a drink of water. And I'm looking at her. Well, so the night before I said to Melissa, all right, the good news is she's drunk. And I mean, the great news is she's going to be hungover shit tomorrow. So this is, you know, <laughs> everyone needs that first lesson of, oh, my God, uh-huh. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Dude, she pops up the next morning at eight, eight or nine. And I said, how do you feel? She's like, I'm fine. I said, oh, man. I said, oh, my God. I'm like, this cannot be your superpower. This is not good. You can't, you can't right. be able to drink, no, <laughs> like tons of southern. You, you needed her to feel some regret. Nothing. She oh. went through her day like completely. I was like, I, I was blown away. At, at a certain point, I'm like, maybe someone got to the bottle and watered it down. Like, like, like I'm trying to. Think <laughs> no, of, but you saw her yourself. Like I'm thinking of conspiracy theories. Like, like maybe she played it up afterwards or something or or acted a little drunker than she was. I don't, you know what I mean? Like as a kid, you would do yeah, it. Maybe. Yeah. But I was like, Oh my God, this is, I, I don't know if this is the best news or the worst news really. Well, the good news is she's not going to a party school. Thank God. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I approach, I, I think it's going to be different. I feel like there's, I, I think the sorority and fraternity, well, at least the sorority scene, I think they're, they're going to be so like, um, I mean, stuck up for sure. They all are, but like more like, 
like Southern Belle, like kind of debutante, like you're not going to like, you know, expose emotions. You're not going to make it put yourself in a bad light. I feel like it's almost going to be a little more prissy. I mean, I could be completely dreaming, but that's the kind of that's that's what I'm thinking is how it's going to be down there. Oh, God, God bless you. <laughs> I, I, I love your thought process. So uh, it's, it's cute. It's really cute. Well, either way, I mean, I'm, I'm I, you know, I've given her lessons on everything, on drinking, as long as you stay hydrated and, you know, make sure you eat something. I, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's watched me be a successful drinker. So I know she's yeah. been paying attention. She seems like a responsible kid. You'll be fine. But, you know, and plus, all, all kids drink. Look, man, I, my God, I drank so much alcohol in freshman year. Uh, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I couldn't. I couldn't judge anyone after what I did in freshman year of college. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that, and that's the thing. Like Melinda is just like against it to the point. Uh, like, like she just doesn't. You know, I'm I'm very realistic about it. I'm like, all right, listen, she's going to be drinking. I mean, yes. You know, I, uh, you know, she and if not, she if she's not going to be drinking now, she's certainly going to be drinking in two months. Uh, so, you <laughs> know, I can't. I, you know, yes, what a, she's going to get invited to parties. You know, this is what happens, and they're going to be they're they're going to be kegs there and soco right. and everything else and shots. But you know, so we're you know, so even so that you know, she gets drunk and the whole thing, you know. We didn't like punish her or, or, you know, no house arrest. We didn't really. It was like, all right, we just kind of it really was nothing like I, you know, if 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 that was me, you know, 30 years ago, oh, my God, it would have been a fucking national emergency. Like, there's no chance I would have escaped that. And like, oh, my parents would have had an intervention. Right. And like if I came home drunk, like and that's that's the problem. Like, I mean, you know, every parent thinks that they're cool or they're not like their own parents. I know I'm not. And, you know, if anything, I'm an extreme the other way where I'm like so laid back about it. But then, she, you know, she just keeps pushing and pushing. And it's like then I'm traveling and then she's like, you know, coming still coming home at midnight and then wants to leave for sunrises and go down the shore all the time. And she's just like running all over the place. We're like, you know, hold up a second. You're fucking 17. I mean, you know, this is insane. And Mullen is up all night with this bullshit. And it, that's that's where you're like, you yeah, know, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I I don't know. I my ass was I, my dad would smell my breath every time like he would get out of bed. I remember one time I came in. It was probably like two thirty three in the morning. I definitely had at least a drink or two. I can't even remember where I was. But I remember my dad like he got out of bed. You know, I go upstairs. I'm I'm getting ready to go to the bathroom my dad gets out of bed it's all dark and he like comes up and he's like like hugging me like oh good night like giving me a hug i'm like what is he doing he was tr- he was smelling you know he was trying to sniff yeah to get it do the sniff test and i'm sure he, he caught a whiff of something um but yeah my dad he was, was probably cock right please <laughs> uh, well semen to be exact yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. You're... But you know, it's neither here nor there. Uh, it's a tale for another day. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't really get away with anything. The only way that I was able to drink is if I was staying over someone else's house. So I loved, you know, like going away and sleeping over a friend's house uh, if their parents were gone. You know, then we would we'd be up drinking or or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was a thing. It was a new thing. When you're that, you just want to get drunk when you're that age. Unfortunately. Because it's and, fun. Sure. And I, you know, uh, my birthday is around Memorial Day. And I'm telling you, every year from when I was like 21 to 35, I would, uh, at some point on that week, Memorial Day weekend, I will be outside drinking in the sun beer and then get so fucked up with sunburn and hungover. Like I never figured out to drink the water, you know, to stay hydrated part. Like every year, my worst hangover yeah. would be one of those days of that weekend. Like I never figured it out. So just drink water and eat bread. That's really the moral of the story. Yeah, and then fast forward. You'll know it though. And then fast forward twenty years, and you have to do in a fast diet to lose all the the beer weight and <laughs> beer and bread weight. Well, at least you're losing it. You lost. You dropped like twenty pounds, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, your Facebook—that's your Facebook diet, I call it. 
Why? Well, because you have the Facebook, the fat shaming that you endured on Facebook is what drove <laughs> oh, yeah. you to uh, <laughs> to lose weight. That's right. And the yeah. it's your Facebook fad diet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bald, fat bully with my, you know, my kids should be ashamed of me or something. My God, they really went after you that day. You know, speaking of that, we got some we got some feedback from our Foles Wentz debate. Did you? Uh, oh, so w- what did we get? I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear that. Where would I have seen this? I think it was on the Facebook post. It was. Yeah. Oh, get the hell out of here! I was surprised you retreated from the battlefield. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, I will engage. Trust me. But it was on my post. I think so. Yeah. Well, if at the, well, no. at the very least, your name was mentioned. Huh. Um, let me see. Oh, wait, I do see. Ah, here we go. What the hell? How did I miss this? So you posted the picture of Kurt Warner <laughs> and his wife, Susan Powder. Brenda Warner. We forgot her name. Brenda. And... Yeah. Oh, Brenda. Okay. You know what? Oh, and then Mike, Big Mike says Foles over Wentz? Question mark. John picks Foles, and stated that only Foles turning ball over prevented Eagles from repeating. They were so close. Is that that that's that's his attack? Um. Like that, so the that, quarterback I pick isn't allowed to throw uh, an interception. That's the ultimate attack for him because we're completely leapfrogging what would have been the the Rams title game and putting us in the Super Bowl. And then I guess winning that, um, he, he lives for this stuff, man. Uh, I know he, he was trying to, he was going for something. He's like, I got to start some narrative here. Yeah. Philly's uh, Facebook. I mean, and then, you know, our pod, know, our podcast, the barbs are endless. Like this, I think when there's like a Phillies post, he's, he, creams in his pants oh yeah I, I see him commenting on every phillies post oh uh, he can't wait everyone to school everyone yeah. on baseball that's his <laughs> well he's gonna be in i will be engaging him in battle on this one oh, all right. i can't believe i didn't see this okay i will start something well i just thought you pushed oh. out and then you and then we you know you kidding and, then, me? and then we skipped our podcast monday night i thought maybe you were you, something happened to you i mean i didn't you should know better i i took on Tariq. On Twitter, for God's sakes. <laughs> I've gone after Aton Shander uh, on Twitter. That's what I was surprised. I did, I did retreat there. I wasn't concerned enough to actually text you and see if you were okay, but I, I thought something happened to you. No, I honestly, I, I usually look out for all the notifications of where I'm mentioned because I'm always wondering if it's like, well, you know, you'll mention just to, to pull me into an article, but there are some times where people say something back to me, so I want to, I wanna, you know, just debate. Um, if it's sort of podcast related, but no, I didn't see this one, man. What I've been seeing is this Aton Shander character putting out ridiculous polls and questions every day now, like five times a day. He must be trying to go content heavy or something. Yeah. Well, I told you it's, I think I showed you the one. I, I feel like the guy's like literally going after me ever since I said something, he's been coming out with, with, with new ones every every day or so, new questions for the audience. And do you, and they're all. Do you answer them all? Cornball, I don't answer any of them. Uh, you know, what topic in sports would you like to see the four major commissioners debate on live TV? What? Huh? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, one accident shut down an entire turnpike. You honestly think you're getting out of your town or city when something catastrophic happens? Well, I don't know. Is this a, is this something that we've been debating? Is that a statement or a question? That that that's him trying to pontificate about something catastrophic happens and we're not going to be able to get out of the city. Huh. <laughs> Give me two. Th- here you go. Here's a here's a great one. Give me two things that should never go together. But when you combine them, they taste amazing. <laughs> I should have re- I should have replied. How about my dick in your mouth? <laughs> wow, that really makes you think that one, though. It does. And then he said, uh, "What's your theme song?" Oh, I, I'm sure that there were a, just a, somebody somebody tweeted back Benny Hill. Well, that's hilarious. <laughs> 
Yakety sex. Oh my god, some people are actually like responding with real <laughs> uh Can't You See by Marshall Tucker if you're not getting along with if I'm not getting along with my wife. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um I somebody said Kickstart by Motley Crue. Oh my god. Somebody said Voodoo Child. I guess that's uh what's his name? Jimi Hendrix. Eminence Front. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm going to see fish. Have... I'm going to see fish this weekend. Yeah, fish. Yeah, you're going to get really high. My first fish show. Yeah. Um, I've never been. I always laughed at people that went, but now that was when I was younger. <laughs> now, now I kind of respect it a little bit. I don't. I don't know any other songs, but I'm kind of excited for the experience. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be, it'll be good for you. It'll be good for you. Um, plus, you you know, you're going to, you'll probably smoke some herb and uh, it'll open your mind a little bit. Sure. And now, now that I lost 20 pounds, I'm in prime munchy mood. Munchy mode. Well, yeah, you're, oh, yeah, you're going to be starved. My God. You're probably ready to just eat a T-bone. <laughs> I'm being, uh. I'm being kicked out of my recording studio. Really? I am. You're, are you I Are am. you telling me that we're not going to get to episode three? No, I I mean, I am telling you that. We definitely are not. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the manager has come in and is basically flicking the lights on and off. <laughs> it's closing time in this recording studio. Um, so we will have to. I mean, I'm willing to come back Monday night. And actually record. Okay. If if you are uh, if you're able if you're not too hungover from fish. Yeah, that I'll be fine. I'm okay. sure. I'll try to be. All right. All right. Well, my apologies to the audience, Mike C. I'm sorry for ignoring you. I will uh, post my reply on Facebook, and I'm I'm sure we can talk about that on Monday night. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. Good. Well. Everyone, thanks for listening, Jeff. It's been wonderful. Uh, and I'll let you have the uh, last Johnny, word. do me a favor. Can you put a smile on your face? It's a god of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime. It's a god in the state of mind. 